for coaches, by coaches, this is Soccer Chat with Nick Rizzo and Sean Sauterly, brought to you by Social Media for High School Athletes. So we're still walking around the convention here at the United Soccer Coaches Convention in Chicago. Uh, I have kicked Nick away because I told Nick, go go look, because he's been all over the place. He's been wanting to see stuff, and his first convention, I was like, just go, just go. Your boy can handle this interview, so I'm going to put the journalistic cap on uh, for a little bit. So one of the reasons why we're actually at this specific booth, and we're going to get into that in just a little bit, but the reason I'm here is convention is all about bringing people together. And... CTE's kicking in. Ten years ago, I think it was, I got a, a message from a friend of mine that I went to high school with. said, hey, there's this girl at convention who has never been there before, needs a little bit of help. You know, would you mind meeting up with her? And I was like, yeah, sure, not a problem. And so uh, we, we get to exchange phone numbers, and uh, hey, we'll meet at this booth. Yeah, we'll meet at this booth. And I meet Jamie here. And we've had an awesome friendship ever since. Super long distance uh, at, the, at, at the point, but, uh, you know, followed each other's careers and what we're doing and running her this week. Uh, she reached out to me, said, hey, I'm going to be at convention too. Let's try to get something together. And asked her, hey, what are you here for? And she's like, oh, my, my work's going to be there. I'm like, let's get involved with it. So, um, you know, we'll get to the brains of the operation uh, in just a little bit. But, Jamie, if you kind of want to tell, I guess, I don't know, your side of the story or, uh, like, how you got involved with everything here. I appreciate you, Sean, trying to age me with this and telling everybody that it's been all that time that we've been doing this together. But, um, yeah, we met uh, mutual friends, not even soccer people, um, that connected us. And, uh, we, as Sean said, we've been connected ever since. And uh, I'm fortunate enough to be here uh, with my company, which is World Strides XL. Uh, we specialize in international travel for sports programs. Um, soccer is my love and always has been. I've been a, a soccer coach my whole life, as Sean knows. Um, and, and the way our friend connected us was because she knew I was trying to, to connect myself with other people that are, are like-minded, like, uh, Sean and I are. And, um, I've been able in to, some ways, in, in some, some ways, in some way, fair enough, fair enough. I, we may have differing opinions on college basketball, but that's, that's for another conversation, but, um, not this one, not, <laughs> not this one. No, but, um, so yeah, so I'm, I'm here, uh, representing World Strides XL uh, and, and helping other people get opportunities to travel internationally. Um, and explore their love for the game like I've been so fortunate to do. And I'm grateful to Sean for having Eric and myself uh, here with him today. And let's get to the brains of the operation, the main man behind it all. And what a proper outfit. Like, I feel a little bit underdressed. Today was my underdress day. I've been wearing the dress pants all week. And I was like, you know, today we're going with the training pants. I, I should have stayed with it. I, could, I, we, I feel like we could have been something together. Sean, don't feel so bad. This is day two of this outfit. So, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, it's not, maybe not as good as it looks right now. Um, but certainly thanks to you for having us on and, and Jamie on as well. And it's been a, an awesome convention for us. Um, having it in Chicago is is um, different. You know, is, is you typically find Baltimore, Philadelphia are, are the most attended destinations. Um, but Chicago has been great. It's, it's been very popular, met, met a lot of old friends, new friends, but just, you know, the traffic through our booth has been great. We had a social last night. Um, so it's been a really busy two and a half days or so. Um, we all came in here on Tuesday and did some staff training, spent some bonding time with a really cool scavenger hunt in Chicago on Tuesday afternoon, which was insightful, fun, and cold. Um, <laughs> But it's been a great, you know, five-day period from Tuesday morning since we arrived here. Um, this is my 20th convention. I'm just a year or two older than you, Sean. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so I'm at, this is my 20th year here, um, 17th year as an exhibitor. Um, and it's great. I love it. I, I look forward to it every year. You're meeting soccer people. Um, you get to know a lot of people just from the convention. 
and it's super successful for, for us from a business perspective. We get to, there's nothing better than meeting face to face with your client base, and this is always our best opportunity. Um, as Jamie touched on, you know, we work in a really cool space. We work in the space of international travel, kids, and soccer, um, and it's that it allows us to, you know, kind of showcase what we do um, to all the right people. So, what kind of got uh, the business started for you? You mentioned yeah. you know twenty years doing this, and seventeen of it has been exhibiting. What got this whole thing started? Yeah, and I, I grew up in Glasgow, Scotland. Um, you know, I spent the majority of my life there, um, going through the whole soccer pathway as a player. Played professionally for nine years. I played in the youth national team and travelled a lot as a young player. Um, that kind of wet my appetite for where I am now. Um, I always say my why moment was a you know 13-year-old kid when I travelled to Switzerland with a high school team. Um, that gave me a passion for where I am right now. I travelled a lot as a kid. Um, played at a nine-year professional playing career and then went and got my A licence in 96. Combining all that stuff with international travel was certainly my passion and still is even more so today. Um, so now the opportunities we, that we give these kids, um, I think it's, it's one of the coolest things that we do. And I so believe in our product. I so believe in our team. And, and you know, when you put all those pieces together, the really satisfying and, and, and gratifying part of it is watching those kids coming back on a plane. Yeah, we've we've got the, the ultimate, you know, responsibility. They, they come back a better person, a more well-rounded person for what they've experienced on our trips. And and really, that's where it all started. Um, and, and even more so today is, is that mission is even more, you know, important and, and the world and the generation that we are today because of, you know, social media and, and opportunities is is getting to the other side of the world is a lot easier now than what it used yeah. to be. And and so that's why, you know, we're in an awesome place. I say to everybody, I, I love what I do. I, I'm blessed to do what I do. And we've got a fantastic, you know, team here. And... and you know, a really cool thing, and, and they hear me say this a hundred times, we've not scratched the surface yet, is, is this product is, and, and our team and our experience, um, we're just kind of spreading this across the country now. We work with 14 different state-owned EP programs, and they all do it in different ways, yeah. you know, and, and based on the size and geography and dynamic and infrastructure. Um, and that gives a lot of pride, the fact that, we've kind of understood we, we're, we're the experts yeah. you know and, and we certainly don't hide that and we go out and educate them and what works for them yeah. and, and I say to everybody there's a shoe that fits every foot but it's based on you know what you are and we've got to understand you and we've got to listen to you and then we've got to you know use our expertise to build a, a jigsaw puzzle for them it uh, the whole aspect of the travel as, uh, aspect of soccer, you know, not just traveling from a state to state, but traveling outside of the country. Especially as someone who's only done that twice in my life. Yeah. Um, I just went north and south. I, I've yet to go east and west. But what is it about that? Uh, you know, because I, I have friends whose teams travel. You know, every four years they go somewhere overseas or whatnot. What is it about that experience that may, is beneficial for every person involved, whether it's the coach, whether it's a player, whether it's parents who get involved? What is it about that, just getting that experience to go somewhere else and see the game from a different different point of view? I think there's a couple answers to that. Number one is, as we look at, you know, as soccer people, we always look at development of the soccer player. I look at it a little bit differently as we use sport as the development of the child. Yeah. You know, and we use that as the vehicle for their development is... Soccer's the gel that pulls it together. Um, that's the piece that, that is the foundation. Um, but the whole big vision is, you know, kids learn and grow most out with their comfort zone. And, and you're throwing them out with their comfort zone. 
and they've got to go and you know live that experience, whether it be Spain, whether it be Italy, whether it be France. Is they're going into you know an area that they've never been before, and they've got to deal with 101 things in the first day. That you know you don't have ice in your drinks, you don't have air conditioning everywhere you turn. It's food that's different. It's a different set of money. Yeah. You know, driving the other side of the road, and that's not even soccer related. Yeah. You know, and and so that's the place we always begin. Is that's the foundation, and then you get to the soccer piece. That's simple because soccer is the world's number one global sport. Yeah, and and you can go to, you know, you can go to England, you can go to Ecuador, you can go to Ethiopia, and and you can get a good quality of soccer, and you can have a phenomenal experience, and that's the cool part of what we do. Yeah. And and it, you know, I, I say to everybody is, in in this country, you know, we have a, a massive population, but soccer professionally is the number five sport. It may break into four if it beats ice hockey. At, um, but it's never going to break football and basketball and, and baseball, and and so when you go to these other countries, whether it be, you know, South America or whether it be mainland Europe, it's the number one sport there. Yeah. And you go there, and and they live and breathe it. You pick up a newspaper that has eight pages of soccer, and and that's what that's what how they've been raised. It's in there, you know, it goes back generations, and and we don't necessarily have that here, and and that's what you're trying to submerge them in, and and they come back here with. You know, maybe just a, a different appreciation for for what the game is, but also for what their opportunities are as well. So you, you mentioned that you have your A license. I mean, we are at the coaches' convention here, so yeah. it's, it's kind of it's kind of getting that. Especially doing what you do. I mean, do you, are you still coaching no. on the side? Okay, yeah. happily retired from that. Yeah, thankfully. <laughs> thankfully. So, what is maybe there's got to be something from that coaching experience and from that A license that now in this industry you're using assembling a team that you have here you know what are the things from your your soccer playing experience that has helped you grow this company the way that it has i think as a so you know it, it, it kind of all runs one runs into the other which runs into the other as a player you know as i felt that i wish i'd started coaching as a player yeah i would have become a better player you know i think as a coach you be you become more appreciative of what you go through as a player the process the systems the you know everything that you do as a player you could have been better as a, if you had done some coaching before it I loved the journey I was a player I was a centre back I captained every team that I was on I was a leader yeah. so from the, the beginning of 13 years old 12 years old I was a leader so then that becomes you know you're developing a vision for that team you're you know setting expectations on your team you're holding people accountable but I always felt because I was a centre back I allowed you to communicate with everybody you could see the game most of the game is in front of you and I loved that role because you could direct most of the traffic so that was the kind of early part of my career I went through the, the playing cycle and at the end of the playing cycle I got a real appetite for coaching and I love coaching I still do I miss it but moving into the coaching world you know I, I started in my C licence because back then if you had five years as a pro you can go straight yeah. into your C so my first license was a C at Stirling University in Scotland. And the first day I fell in love with it, you know, and couldn't get enough of it. And again, back then I did my, you know, three years in a row, three years in a row you could do your CB and A. Yeah. And, and back then the A license was nine days residential, a little different from now. Yeah. Um, so I got the bug, I fell in love with it, I fell in love with the process, I fell in love with learning and educating myself and I just wanted to be better. So as soon as I did the C, I wanted to do the, the B and A right away. And so I did that, went through the process. Um, I was still living in Scotland at the time, I moved to the US at 96. Um, when I landed here fresh off the boat, I was really submerged in the coaching world. You know, I coached ODP, I coached high school up in DC, um, I coached club, and, and I was living in that space. And for my first 10 years of living in the U.S., I was also a school teacher. 
So I taught phys ed, I was an athletic director, I was coaching all these club teams and, and kind of lived in that space that many of these people live in and loved it, yeah. loved it. But I, I, you know, I think at that time I had a passion always and a, I've always had a burning, you know, fire for, for international travel. And, and so I, you know, I came with this vision in, in late 90s of, you know, I want to open up these opportunities to American kids, you know, and, and where all my connections were were back there, you know, and I had lived and traveled throughout Europe and, and I wanted to throw those opportunities out to American kids. And, and you know, that, that desire is even more today because of the journey that I've been on, the experiences I've had. And, and even as a parent, the last little piece as a parent, I always say is, you know, I, I've got two kids, two teenage daughters, and I, I always say, you know, I want them to the ex- have the experiences I had and the opportunities I never had. And that boils down to even the small pieces like international travel. I want them to spread their wings. I want to open their eyes. I want them to understand what the other pieces of the world looks like. And and that just fits into the same thing that we're talking about. And c- kind of going back, Jamie, just from what I heard there, I understand now why you're working here. Yeah. yeah. You know, hearing that, that's not a sales pitch. That's just a story yeah. and a journey. And you find yourself, I'm sure somebody's listening to this right now going, I want to go work there. Yeah. And I, yeah. you know, I want to be a part of that. What was it about this that drew you into it as well? Yeah, and I think I think you've nailed it just then, Sean. I I've been a coach my whole life. I you know, like Eric's just mentioned, I've you know I've done all the, the USSF coaching licenses, and um, you know I, I am an instructor for US soccer, teaching coaching courses as well. And, and the coaching part of it is kind of where my heart has been for a long time. And um, through my work with uh, my local state association and their ODP program, um, they travel yearly with with World Strides XL and. Um, when a position came open in my area uh, to work with this company, uh, I was kind of recommended to it, and I thought, well, I don't know if that's really going to be for me. And um, I'll be honest with you, my interview process was pretty brief. I had a quick, uh, you know, 30-minute conversation with, with, you know, with this guy sitting here and, and with our director of sales, and um, I could feel that they feel the same way about things as I do. And, and the connection to the game and, and the things that matter in the in the world at large, I think, is what made me feel like this was where I'm supposed to be. Um, you know, I, I had moments like Eric did uh, as a player where I had a chance to travel and experience things and, and see the world. And I've I've always had that kind of in the back of my mind about, you know, how can I provide these opportunities to players that I coach? So as a coach, I've taken kids on international trips. Yeah. I've, I've tried to put those things together uh, on my own. And so for me, it's really the value of the experience and the value of the connection that you make with the people you go on these trips with, but then also the people that you meet when you're on them. You know, the soccer stuff's wonderful. Obviously, the cultural stuff, we can talk about that for, for ages. But I think even just connecting uh, with different players, different coaches, different ways of playing the same game that we all we all love is, is what's really drawn me. And you started the podcast off by saying conventions about bringing people together. And I think that's really what international travel through sport is about as well. And um, I'm just really fortunate to work with the likes of Eric and, and the people here at World Strides because... Uh, they get me. I, I, I've had a number of conversations with Eric about there's, how there's not too many of there's, us. No, and and I feel like we're all in it for the for the reasons that matter. And um, I meant that gets you. Yeah, well, that too. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I was a goalkeeper, so what can you do? Um, but yeah, I just feel like I'm here, and um, I'm I'm like I said, I'm happy to be a part of it, and I echo all the things that Eric has said. But my journey was a little different coming to it. I was I was admittedly a little skeptical at first, but. Um, I think that it's really the place the place for me, and, and it's been a really nice opportunity to be able to provide that for hundreds and thousands of kids across the country um, to get to you know have the experiences I had, but maybe the opportunities that I didn't, just like Eric said. Does do you see the goalkeeper side of her in the business world? I certainly do. Just in, in the, 
you know, you know what this is like. Is, is goalkeepers are they're, they're a very quirky bunch. Yeah, you know, they're, <laughs> thanks they're, for that. They're, they're, uh, and, and I say that in a very complimentary yeah, yeah, yeah. way. Some of my best friends are goalkeepers, but there's I always feel there's something just missing upstairs for yeah. goalkeepers. Because, and the rationale to that, and the rationale to that is if you're going to go dive at somebody's feet in a six-yard box with twelve people coming in on top of you, you need to have something missing. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But again, some of my closest friends are goalkeepers, and some of my you know relationships that I had going through the playing career were. You know, a lot of them were goalkeepers, and and you know they they are a very unique bunch, but phenomenal people. Yeah. Um. And and you know I'm smiling here, thinking back to some of them. Um. But I, you know to carry on from what you asked as well, Sean is is as a player, as a captain, as a leader, as a coach is it all comes down to people. It all comes down to people. You know when you're building a team, you're leading a team. It's about people and it's about relationships and it's about trust and loyalty and and setting standards and and expectations and and that's whether as a player whether you're a coach whether you're a business owner whether you're a vice president it all comes down to people and what your culture is and what your expectation is and and the tone that you set for your group and and those are all the same common denominators and I look back to what I learned as a player and I'm so thankful for the, the, the different type of coaches that I had you know I had some of the old school disciplinarians I had some that were too close to you know, they still wanted to be players. I had mm-hmm. some that were overly technical, and, and and I think you learn from all of them. And I think we all do. I yeah. think we all do. Now, uh, with your with your crew that you have assembled here, yeah. do any of them have any of the traits that maybe some of your players had that you think to yourself, ah, oh, that's so and so there? Yeah, 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 they do. And and it's funny, like I think, you know, number one is is you look back to players that you remember most, and and. A lot of the time, the players that I remember most are warm to were the winners. You know, yeah. those were the ones that you love to have on your team. First name on the proverbial team sheet, you know, and, and they made everybody else better, you know. And, and I kind of look at my crew as, as the same as that. You know, you're looking for the... My, one of my favourite players was Roy Keane. You know, you're looking for the Roy Keane within your team that raises expectations and standards for everybody else. And, and, and I think the same thing applies. Is, is you're looking for winners, you're looking for the DNA of that right team member, and and they kind of set the standard for everybody else. Yeah, it's just absolutely incredible. If, if somebody is wanting to reach out to you guys, if they're not here at convention and they're listening to this right now and they're thinking, hey, this is something I want to get my club involved with, I want to get my team involved with, how can they reach out to you guys and get involved and, and start that conversation? And they can easily find us via social media, World Strides XL programs, or our website is xlsoccertours.com, or even if they go into worldstrides.com. And, and you know, one thing that we didn't really touch on too much is is the company that we are a part of is World Strides. And, and it's, you know, we joined the World Strides family four years ago, just four years ago next week. And, and it's been a phenomenal journey. I, I came up with this vision, you know, 19 years ago. We joined the World Strides family in 2015. And it's taken us to a different level that we could have never gotten to on yeah. our own. And, and the substance of what World Strides is, is they're, they're an educational travel company. And it's allowed us to add a lot of their features and benefits to what we'd have never had before. And and it and now adds an educational perspective to what was predominantly a, a sports and soccer experience. And uh, it just continues to get better. The journey's been great. And, and you know, it's exciting for what lies ahead. Yeah. Um, because... There's so many, you know, new and cool, and, and a word that I've used a lot over the last four days is innovation. Yeah. You know, we, we've got a bit of a blank slate with how do we innovate, how do we continually think outside the box, look for new products, look for new experiences, and that's a cool place to live. Oh, for sure. It for is. Sure. It is. I just, I, I think of 
my my friends who have taken their teams, uh, players of my own who have who have been a part of associations that have went and played somewhere, and it's just like what a cool experience. Like I know, not dating myself, but there I I never ever ever recalled during my playing time that there was something like that. Yeah, yeah. Once I became a coach and I started hearing about this more, and I was like. All, you know, all these young kids get all the cool stuff, you know, but now it's it's so accessible and it's, like you said, it makes things easier, it makes it more beneficial. You're really getting your money's worth when you're uh, getting a part of a, t- a tour like your guys' itself uh, and getting involved. Uh, you know, kind of where are some of the, the popular places that uh, the teams that work with you go to? And I think, you know, there's kind of two places to start here is, is number one, we, we try and make this accessible to everybody and for all the different reasons. You know, this is, this could be a nine and ten year old rec team from San Diego. It could be the Division One NC Divin- uh, National Champions, which we had last year with Maryland men and Stanford ladies, and everything in between. And there's a fit for everybody. Yeah. You know, we want to find that shoe that fits your foot, based on all the pieces and, and the geography and you know the dynamics of all those pieces. Um, but our most popular destinations, it fluctuates. This year, it's a bit of an anomaly because of the Women's World Cup. Yeah. Um, we have at the moment we have over 1,200 people going to France this summer. Um, and, and they're going on all different types of trips. Paris being such a, a well-visited destination, you had the USA, you had the World Cup, and, and it's been a you know a really exciting project for us to be involved in. Personally, I'm so excited about June 9th, where Scotland take on England ladies in these. Uh-huh. So I'm personally going to that. I'm going to put my kilt on, I'll put my chairs in, hey. I'll do the William Wallace face paint, and I'm going to be there in the crowd, so I'm excited about that. Um, but our I destinations, that it that'll happens. be great. I will certainly be there. <laughs> and excited. Be but our, him, our typical destinations is, you know, we find that UK is, is our most popular, and for many reasons. You look at now... You know how NBC have taken exposure to a different level. You know every kid, every kid has a player, every kid has a team, and and NBC is taking EPL to a different level, which is having a massive knock-on effect for us. And um, our second biggest destination is Spain, obviously with Barcelona, yeah. Real Madrid, and you know what that entails. Third biggest right now is Italy, and then after that, there's a lot of variables depending on the year. It could be Portugal, it could be Germany, it could be Holland, um, but those are certainly our kind of mainstream. Um, most popular destinations. They're, they're all places I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> I, Me too. I, yeah. I, yeah, Me right? too. Me too. <laughs> I, and, and now, you know, I, with two kids of my own, and I mean, they're far, far too young to start traveling and stuff like that, but now getting into the point where, okay, when they're older and when this opportunity arises, like, like it's something like our family wants to be a part of. Yeah. And like, I want to show my own children those type of things that, like I said, like, they didn't have that stuff, when, or at least it wasn't in my area yeah. uh, to be able to go and do stuff like that. And so I think what you all are doing and, and, and being all over the, the country and being able to work with everybody. Like you said, it's everybody has a different fit uh, right. for them and where they need to go because I do have uh, friends who have done the, the tours, not with you guys, and yeah. had not the best of experience. Yeah. Yeah. And you, it, it's one of the things where I think people, if they have one bad experience with a different company, yeah. they shut down everybody else. Yeah. And just from what, you know, just talking to Jamie, and, and, and I fully love Jamie <laughs> and everything she talks about, I'm fully into it, I'm all in. And it just sounds to me like you guys do it right. And, and I think but but we're not shy in saying it. We're the experts at it. Yeah. You know, and what we try and do is is we, it can be a bit of a daunting task at the outset for somebody that's never left this country and they're taking a team and they're taking their parents and they're tr- putting the trust in them. And we go in and say, we're the experts. This is what we do all day, every day. And we've got every base covered. And we're going to guide you the whole way, the whole step of the journey. And, and what we're also going to do is we're going to give you all of our experiences and knowledge and expertise and wherewithal and we're going to send you in the right direction a lot of the time you find that 
the coach will come to us and he said well you know I've got an Italian grandmother I've always wanted to visit Italy and and it doesn't necessarily fit based on the age and the gender and the quality of the team and and we can turn around and say well if you want to travel in you know third week in June Italy's not really open for soccer then most of Italy shuts down in July but that's just through our expertise so we are the experts and what we say is please trust us you know and we'll guide you through this experience from start to finish and beyond you know and and the way we always say this is we don't want to be a you know a one and done and we come in and move on this is not business this is relationship building and we want you to trust us but we want to build a relationship and a friendship and something that continues beyond one trip we had a a social gathering last night with about 160 people there and those people are friends they're not clients you know because they've entrusted you with that process it's been one of the highlights of their life and it takes your relationship to a different place and and so we're looking out across the crowd last night and they're friends you know and it's a cool place to be you got a nice little buzz from that That, same thing with us on on the podcast is that you know these different companies that we've worked with over the last year and a half this is the first time for us to meet, actually see them face to face, and it's not like a, a work relationship. It's, yeah. it's a friendship, yeah. and it's this. Uh, it's same thing with our Twitter chat. It's it's people who have all talked to each other every Wednesday night for almost the last two years. We've never met each other. It was like a family reunion on Wednesday night, and that's the beauty of like what you guys are doing, what our podcast, our chat is doing, and really what convention as a whole is doing now with technology of how we can all communicate and things like that. One thing that kind of popped in my mind when you were talking about being the experts. What is on your from your guys's as or, or from your guys's uh, points because yours may be different than what yours is when a group comes back from their trip what is the best thing that you like to hear it's something that when they say it you're just like you get that little fist pump in I, I think when you know my my biggest satisfaction is when they've gone there and embraced the culture yeah you know I believe is what you we you want do. them in the kilts and the Correct. green walls of course we do we okay. need the face paint we need the freedom <laughs> we need the whole thing. And we I'm also sure we can find some horses for you to ride in. We on also too. insist that they watch Braveheart at least once before they yes. go. It just kind of sets the tone. But the way I go with everybody is what we do is it's a mindset. You know, you've got to approach these trips with an open mind, a positive attitude. I always say if you want to go off the plane and complain, there's 101 things you can do so about in the first half hour. You know, whether it be the air conditioning, whether it be the ice and the drinks, whether it be, you know, the, the, the salad dressing, which we have heard. Yeah. And it's 101 things. So you've got to approach this with an open mind, a positive attitude, and you've got to go and embrace their culture. You know, if you're going into Spain, and, and you know, is, is Spain everywhere closes down between 2 and 5 in the afternoon for a siesta, which means they don't eat dinner till 9 o'clock at night. That's different. You know, from what we expect here is, so you got to go and embrace what that is and suck it all in. It's not just the soccer, it's not just the, you know, the food, or it's not. It's everything. You got to be open to that. And what I get my most satisfaction when they've gone and lived the whole experience. You know, and I can tell you some horror stories where kids take a lead from adults. You know, on those trips, and and a lot of adults don't love change or don't they, they get used to their home comforts. And if, you know, I one particular group, you know, I was with them and the, this was maybe 15 years ago and they were in, in the Netherlands and, and the coach was a very picky eater and they stopped the bus at McDonald's four times in one day. That was so disappointing for me because he's the, you know, he sets the vision for the trip. Kids follow his lead. And this particular day he stopped at McDonald's four times in one day and, and then everybody kind of follows suit. That's a disappointment, you know, because you want them to go and and embrace everything of what these countries are. And, and I feel that, you know, that particular quote shortchanged the kids and the parents because 
that was just the wrong vision. Yeah. And so you kind of learn from those. And again, it comes back to us being the expert is this is what works, you know, and these are our experiences. And, and the shorter answer to your question is we want them to come back and, and kind of spread their wings and, and embrace what those countries offer. Yeah. And every country's different. Yeah. You know, as, as we know that all the kids fall in love with haggis when they go to Scotland, we understand that. And that's only natural. <laughs> you know, and, and they come back here looking for the haggis fix and you just can't get it here, yeah. not authentically. But every country's got its own little quirk. Yeah. And from a soccer perspective, it has too. But I also say when I say, you know, when we're talking about, you look at the soccer culture too, most of the countries in Europe, you go play a soccer game and there's one efficient. You know, and that's pretty unusual for our kids here. Um, but again, it goes back to the open mind, positive attitude. That's what they do. You know, and you got to go and, and live in their backyard and play by their rules and and just expect that that's, that's what's going to happen. Don't complain that there's no linesmen or no assistant referees. <laughs> and so it's those kind of things. Sometimes even when they're there, they're not there. Correct, correct. And, and so there's those things that that's what makes us happiest when they come back and they've embraced the whole the whole experience what about you Jamie I'll tell you I I can't I can't echo Eric enough but for me it's almost more of a like a slow burn right so like the best advice I ever got from my father with whom I'm very close was uh, years ago when I was trying to decide if I if I should make the the time and financial commitment to go on a trip like this as a player um, and it was to Australia and all this and I was trying to decide there was all these you know misgivings I was having about could I afford it and all of that and he looked at me and he said listen in 10 years, you can be sitting somewhere telling everybody about how you got a chance to scuba dive on the Great Barrier Reef or not. And that just really got to me. And I was like, I don't I don't want to be in the not category, right? And so for me, when students come back from these trips, you know, it's great to see them get off the plane and they're excited and all of that. But it's really overhearing the conversations later when they're like, oh, do you remember when we went to Scotland and we tried haggis? That was so different or... And that oh guy showed God. up with the, the with the war <laughs> the guy, paint yeah. on, or the skirt and the war paint in the backpack. Or you overhear somebody and say, "Oh yeah, I was in Spain when I was a junior in high school," and blah blah blah. And you're like, "I had something to do with that." Yeah. You know, I had something to do with changing the way that that person views the world and, and the kind of person that they're going to turn out to be. And it certainly was that way for me. Um, so that's the part that I look forward to when they come back from these experiences. And I think, I think just to add to Jamie's comments as well <laughs> is, you know, the, because we are an educational company, is I even get more excitement when they kind of push the boundaries a little bit. We do a lot of community service programs. We do a lot of global ambassador programs where they go in and, you know, say the inner city of London and do a, a soccer clinic for underprivileged kids. And and they, you know, they go to Barcelona and they spend a half day cleaning the beaches of Barcelona and, and they're doing kind of humanitarian projects. As, and, and that's kids that are college athletes here. And you can, again, you're submerged them in that culture. And, and again, they're trying to do good and do the right thing. And, and you know, represent the U.S. in, in a really cool way. Um, those things are, are good to be around as well. For sure, for sure. So I want to take a bit more time because you guys are starting to get back when people try to talk to you guys. Obviously, this is a popular place to be at. So again, just if somebody wants more information, where can they contact you guys at? They can just find us through xlsoccertours.com um, or through the worldstrikes.com website as well. Well, thank you so much Absolutely. for having me. Yeah, thank you so much, Sean. It's always good to reconnect with you. And oh, for sure. Appreciate you having us on. Made friends for a lifetime. That's right. Man. That's how it works. I'm going to show up in Scotland one day. I'm going to get the kill. I'm going to get the face paint. We're going to do it together. Do you think you could peel that off, Sean? Uh, I don't think I would look the part. No, I think you could. I think you could. You've got the beard thing going. You could just my, see my, if you go watch if you go watch Braveheart. You can see that. You know, I think you could fit. That I've seen belt. Braveheart many a time. Yeah. And I think uh, so. You know, sometimes I'll dress myself, and people will send a picture of it to my wife, and she yeah. will. 
tell me that's probably not a good look for you. Probably just yeah. shave the Scottish flag right into your into your head there. I'd, I'd rather go with the face paint and the kilt <laughs> than the than the shaving the head. But I like, uh, I like where you're going. I, I feel like I, I'd do it. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm about to find my way to Scotland sometime. I have to make sure there's a game. I'm going to call you and we're going to do it. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you. And if anybody's listening and and needs anything else that they can't find online, they can always get to you and you can get to me. Yes, for sure, for sure. I have Jamie's contact for everybody. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.